Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the football podcast and we're talking international games from last week, a big juicy amount of games for this week, we've got football news and uh, we've got the lighter side of the football, we like to get that in where we can. While I've got you and before we get started please do consider subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, it doesn't matter where you get your podcasts. Clicking the subscribe button means a lot to us and uh, helps us bring more content further down the line. Right, let's get going. So, here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Paul. Thank you very much, Andrew. Welcome along. One and all, it's your weekly dose of football-based nonsense. Stop making that face at me, Andrew, because I said your weekly dose. It's not that sort of verse, it's not that sort of podcast. I was just trying to work out which, which version you meant. Again, it's not podcast after dark. Pretty sure it's dark. Regulation podcast is a football chat. I'm going to give you some Borough, Forest, and Hull shenanigans and maybe even throw in a little bit of international spice. But yes, it's week <coughs> of the football podcast. So enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Let's dive straight into last week's games, which. If you if you're paying attention and uh, when you're playing along at home, was the international break so no club games for any of our three sides, but England did have two games. Yes, two games from last week, just the two. We're going to make up for it this week by predicting a whole shed load of games, but we'll get to that later. So, two games. The first of two games. England versus Switzerland. Who wants to pick up the uh, the scoring for this as it's everybody's team? So, I thought about this. You never get the honour of giving us the uh, the breakdown of the game, so why don't you deliver us the, uh, the yeah, scorers? Yeah, this sounds awesome. I love this. Uh, I, I, I mean, I... I could try. Oh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> so, the score was England 2, Switzerland 1. Um, the names I have written down here, which I will absolutely butcher thusly, uh, Shaw and his lordship Mr. Kane. And uh, here we go. Embolo. It's better than what I had because on my piece of paper I can't even read my own writing and I just looked at that and went, who the hell was M-Bob? No. Careful. Royalties will be calling. Of all the four people in this chat... He was the last person I would have picked to be the Hansen fan. 
<laughs> yeah, I've, I've really embarrassed myself there. Uh, I feel I feel ashamed of myself. <laughs> what a shame it would be if it was somehow recorded and then broadcast all around the world. I don't know what's happened. Something's gone gone horribly <laughs> wrong. There's a glitch in the matrix. I was gonna say, so when when obviously uh, we're watching we're watching this back in a couple of years' time and there's just a massive sort of skip over in the uh, in the podcast and uh, no one can figure out why. <sighs> yes, I'm just gonna make a note of the time and uh, where that needs to be edited <laughs> from. Um so here's how the scores break down. Um Paul, you had a draw. It was not a draw. Luckily for you, you well, there's had... never a penalty, so I'm taking it as a moral draw. A moral so I'll have the point for one one, please. Thanks. You can have a moral point. Yes, you can have the moral point. Um you did predict Kane to score. So you do still take a point away from this game. Um Stu, you nearly had it. Uh, a two nil prediction from yourself. Uh, one of your two goal scorers was Kane, so it's two points for you, sir. Matt, you are also in the same camp as Stu. A 2-0 to England. Uh, one of your two goal scorers predicted was Kane. And like you boys, uh, I predicted England to win 1-0. Uh, and my only goal scorer was Kane. So at this point in time, two for everybody apart from Paul, who's on just the one. And his moral point. And his moral point, obviously. And moral points are worth more, as we know. Swiftly moving on. Before I swiftly move on, was there anything exciting that actually happened in the England-Switzerland game? I think I saw the Princess over about 20 minutes of this game, so... I think we all text that we all shared on the group message was, oh, forgot the game was on, um, was busy, probably turned it off. I think I switched it. I, I think I turned on the telly. I was like, ah, England game's on. Ah, I've got other things to do. And that, and that that was it. I've not seen the penalty. I have not seen the goals. And that makes me a terrible, terrible England Englishman. Um Patriot, etc., etc., and I will be booted onto the next ferry out of here with all the other foreigners that can that conservatives want to boot out of England as well. Because I'm no, just not be, picked enough. You'll just be pushed further and further up the country until you eventually just get into Scotland. <laughs> yeah, I'll be pushed over the border, big posh border. Well, there we go. Nothing exciting happened then. We'll have to work with that. Nothing exciting happened. Moving swiftly on to England versus the Ivory Coast. The Côte d'Ivoire. Exactly. Now this one was a little bit, uh, a little bit juicier, some might say, with a three-nil to England. Goal scorers I've got down here are Watkins, Sterling. And Mings. And if you can say that without thinking Ming the Merciless, you're a better man than I, because I cannot. Um, now then, this is where things get real interesting. Paul, you were so close. So close. 
Because you went with a 3-1. Thoklos. It is still a point. Uh, you didn't predict a goal scorer. This is sad. It makes me sad. Um, Stu. Also. Thoklos. 2-0. Um, but you did not get a goal scorer, I'm afraid. Matt. Uh, you went with a one-all draw, and uh, you did not get the... Uh, your, well, your predicted goal scorer for England was not one of the goal scorers. Um, I, like Stu, was close with a 2-0. Does anybody remember what happened when I was trying to find a goal scorer last week? I predicted somebody who wasn't going to play. I then made a... Poor taste joke, some might say. And then landed on what I thought was a fair shout for a goal scorer in the, in, in the name of Sterling. Which gets me an extra point. Scores for the week are this. Paul, two. Stew, three. Matt, two. Winning the week with four is, uh, is this guy. Honestly, the world has gone crazy. So, where, where Paul picked up the moral point earlier on, that was clearly the one that you dropped by uh, s sneaking your way into a sterling prediction. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it's a glorious time. Um, Paul, where, where are we going to on our football journey next? Um... Well, it would, it would probably feel prudent to sort of cover a little bit of news because obviously, and we might as well start with that that second England game. I did um, mean to say, was the there league. anything exciting from the game? Yeah, I, I, I obviously I didn't see it, so I don't know the exact ins and outs of what's happened here. But I believe it was either when they were announcing the team, obviously they read out the names of the players, and usually it gets a way or something from the uh, from the the home supporters, until they get to number six, Harry Maguire, and they get a which is an interesting response. Um, granted, not been his best season for Man United, but when he's played for England, I think he's been pretty good, to be honest with you. Also, Never understood the booing your own team re sort of thing. Don't really understand what it benefits anybody. I mean, I've been to watch Borough when they've been 4-0 down before in games, and I've still not booed them. I just, what what benefit is it doing to anybody, including yourself? Because you're going to piss yourself off by doing it. So The only time I've done it is when it's been like the last game of the season, and it's been thoroughly terrible season and you bit your tongue to the point of like it's non-existent anymore and you just think right it's the 90th minute we're losing like 2 or 3 nil. this has been absolute dog you know what for the whole year I'm booing now apart from that you know what's the point you know if, if you're in a relegation dogfight don't boo the players either. are they trying the hardest probably not are they doing very well no but 
you booing doesn't make any difference. You know, so it's a weird one. Like, has he done something on the internet that he shouldn't have done, or has just everybody kind of gone? Hang on a minute, this guy is is terrible. Should there, there should be someone else playing? Outside of his club form, the only thing I can think of that I'd seen in the last like sort of forty hours or twenty four hours before the game was they were doing one of those rondos like in training, so obviously where everyone's only allowed to touch the ball once. And Jordan Henderson was counting along with how many times it had been it had been passed around the, the circle. And it comes to Maguire and instead of just passing it off like he's supposed to, he controls it into his foot. And and Jordan Henderson you can just hear Jordan Henderson go what are you doing? And it's like, all right, then. <laughs> it's just bizarre. I'm sorry, but that, that story has no credibility because you said that Jordan Henderson was counting. It's 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 a lesser known phenomenon, but apparently some people from the uh, the Wearside region do have the ability to count. Yes, that is correct. Well, at count. least to six is the. Uh, they can count to 22 as if as long as they've got no shoes and socks on. <laughs> Surprising enough for a Middlesbrough, Hull and Nottingham Forest-based mm-hmm. podcast, viewership in Sunderland has just hit an all-time low. <laughs> oh, I mean, of, of, of all the people, you're probably the, the, the best qualified to speak on this one as you've seen him actually play for your club. Um. It was one of them where you, you know he hasn't got pace. You know that he's got a head like a fifty p. But for it's whatever, also, I mean, you have to you have to congratulate the guy because he's carrying around a head that must weigh about eight stone. But like for what for whatever reason, his to me his qualities as a footballer come because he can see the way that the game's developing and read the game. And one, I think that's a quality that you'd want in your captain. And 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 two, do you know like that, that makes that does make up for X amount of pace or you know like in in front of a tackle. I mean, he clearly isn't friend of a tackle if he's quite happy to go out punching policemen in Greece. But that's uh, another another issue from from the past. But like I, I don't know, I I do think he gets a bad rap. Yeah. Um, obviously, when he left us, he went to Leicester. I think Leicester to Man United was a was his mistake, personally, um, because it is that sort of instant melting pot of they want success, but they're actually not in the position to really attain it. I think the, the, and, and I have friends who are Man United fans who are going to kill me for saying this, but Manchester United essentially are now Liverpool from 10 years ago. I mean... Yeah, I, th- I think the, the main the main thing we're gonna have to we're gonna have to sort of cut this off in a little in a few moments. Uh, just take a small break, but I think the thing that doesn't help him is the fact that the price they paid for him was so massively overinflated because yeah. of one true notion that English players are always overvalued, um, and he wasn't helped by the fact that what eighteen months before. Liverpool had signed arguably the best centre-half in the world for less money than Man United paid for Harry Maguire. So, I mean, going back in the day, I'm not saying that he's on the same level as him, but John Terry was never quick. But, like you said, Stu, like, 
he can read the game, so he knows that he doesn't he doesn't need to leave like he doesn't need to let his pace bail him out. He needs to be two steps ahead of the of the forward to be able to read the danger. And like we said, it's not really gone for him that well this season at United, but. I don't think he's put a foot wrong for England yet. So until he does, give the guy a break. Don't like, don't be on him all the time. So like it's just would backwards it, baffling. The question for me would be somebody who's from the same club and really in the exact same position. If Rashford had a played and and they hadn't have got his extra point, then um, would would he have been afforded the same, you know, sort of like re- reaction because. He's, oh. he's horrid season for Man United, absolutely plagued by injury, and generally when he has played, not really done a right lot. Same, so. yeah, I mean, you can make the same argument for Luke Shaw. He scored on Saturday. Yeah. He didn't get, he yeah. didn't get any sort of dogs abuse or anything like that. Very strange, very strange situation. I imagine there's probably more news, but I imagine at this point we're going to take a quick break and pick up back with the news momentarily. So, two shakes of a lamb's tail and we'll be back. Recording in progress. And just like that, we're back. More news, anybody? Well, as uh, as we were just discussing, Mr. John Terry in relation to Harry Maguire and the fact that obviously they're both slow as shit, um, it brings us nicely onto um, the, the Chelsea situation. And around about an hour ago, Sky Sports updated with the following. Terry's group in talks with lead bidders of a 10% Chelsea stake. Now, I'll just clarify, that is not the chocolatier. That is John Terry, not Terry's chocolate orange. True Blues Consortium has approached three of the leading consortia and held positive talks with two of them. Sources suggest Chelsea could be sold for £2.5 billion. Pounds. Ridiculous. Um, so I'll just go on. This is, this is again from Sky Sports News. The fan-led group, co-founded by the former Chelsea captain John Terry that wants to buy a 10% stake in the Premier League club, is in positive talks with two of the shortlisted bids, according to the banker advising it. Sky News understands that the True Blues consortium has approached three of the four consortia buying to end Roman Abramovich's near two decades tenure as owner of the Stamford Bridge club. Sanford Luton, a partner at Oakvale Capital and True Blues Consortium representative, said on Wednesday that he anticipated sufficient demand to acquire a 10% shareholding in Chelsea if it was sold at a £2.5 billion valuation. From a fan perspective, that's great. That's exactly what you want to hear, because you know that at least fans that have some say in the way that the clubs run, I think there were talks, I know, that came about when it first came that Abramovich was looking to sell the club where they said uh, they wanted a, a, a fan on the board and they wanted assurances that if the club was sold, it would be sold to someone who would have absolutely no desire to join a European Super League if and when that talk comes around again. Um, thoughts? I mean, Frank Lampard's going to have to do a hell of a job with Everton to uh, immediately get his manager's job back as soon as John Terry gets any position of power. Oh my! It, I, it, 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 it's, it, if you're a Chelsea fan, 
is absolutely positive news for anybody else. It's John Terry again, isn't it? Like, just, just go away. I wonder if part of the uh, sort of the deal will be that any sort of official club business must be done in full kit. <laughs> Everybody gets full kit when they when they, when you work there. Uh, any time a trophy's won, it's where you full kit to work, Dave. Um, um, oh, on, on staff nights out, you're never allowed to take your other half. Well, that's the month. That's the monthly key. That's the monthly car key part. Uh, <laughs> I was going to. My point was going to be. Gonna, I mean, rather, rather, rather than that, you know, highly, highly libelous uh, statement that Stu just made. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to say something along the lines of: Is it? Is it going to be a case of any future trophy they win? He has to lift it first as the uh, you know honorary and permanent club captain. Just ten percent of it. He just <laughs> that could have been worse, Andy. <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, Matt. I sort of cut you off there. I, know, I was just saying we just really got to build some bridges over it, and uh, just I'll leave it there. <laughs> anyway, it's not it's not liable if it was proven true by other sources. I see. There you go. That's that's the way he's got around it. Um, I suppose in other news, uh, from a World Cup perspective, there were a load, a, a boatload of clubs, uh, clubs, boatload of nations that have now qualified to the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, from a European perspective, you had both Portugal and Poland made it through their respective qualifying finals, I suppose it was. Um, I think there's still the winner of the Wales versus either Scotland or Ukraine. Ukraine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might be waiting a while for that because they kind of got a little bit on the calendar at the moment. A little bit. Um, I don't. Even Although they have optimistically been... scheduled that game, by the way, for June. Um, so, the uh, I was going to say, I don't know if we covered this last week, but we can't have, because the game hadn't been played. But um, obviously, the, the regardless of the, the teams that have qualified, the biggest team that hasn't qualified, arguably Italy, missing out on a second World Cup in a row. Um, so, they're good enough to beat England in the uh, European Championship final, but they're not good enough to qualify for the World Cup. Well, you say them, we're definitely going to win the World Cup now. They're out of the way. Exactly. We'll just ignore, like, Brazil, Argentina. Nah. Um, the only reason why we win it. Qatar. What a ridiculously hot weather that it's going to be. I don't know, it's still December. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because apparently, like, you know, heat just takes time off in the Middle East. That'll be cool. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, I can do the full list, it's not going to take me too long. Uh, Qatar, obviously, the first team, the first nation to qualify when they were awarded, sorry, <coughs> bought the, um, the World Cup uh, in 2010. Um, you then have Germany, 
Denmark, Brazil, France, Belgium, Croatia, Spain, Serbia, England, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Argentina, Iran, South Korea, Japan, Saudi Arabia, Ecuador, Uruguay, Canada, Ghana, Senegal, Portugal, Poland, Tunisia, Morocco, and Cameroon. And the USA as well, aren't they? Do you say they're American? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, it's a shame. Stu, do you want to uh, just fill us in on, on that little... It's the best thing that's happened in football in the last week. Well, actually, that, no, that, that's a lie. It's the second best thing that's happened in football in the last week, and I'll get to the other bit in a, in a moment. So, America finished the game, think that they're through. They even have banners printed with qualified written on, and there they are, all celebrating, jumping around like they've actually won the World Cup, having not actually officially qualified at this stage, because they did the math incorrectly. Congratulations. I mean, that, that is just spectacular. You, you you kind of hope that they lose all the rest of their qualifiers now and fuck it up. Yep. I didn't realise that. And the, I, obviously, I'd heard podcasts where they were like, oh, yeah, they're in. I'm like, all right, fine. No, the, you know, it's, it'd be the, you know when they get the banners out when like a team's got promoted? And they had that kind of atmosphere and like all the players are hugging each other and, oh, well, you know, job well done. Yeah, job well done on not actually doing anything officially as yet. But it's it's the international equivalent of all leads, aren't we, to me? Like, just no, just no, exactly. Can Am I allowed to say what the best news in all the football is this week, though? Go for it. The Jeff Stelling is staying on Soccer Saturday for another season. Woo! Yeah! Very happy about that. Sky Sports absolutely breaking it because they'd have seen the dross that happens during the week when Jeff's not in and been getting closer to the end of the season and thinking, hmm. The absolute slander that has just come out of Mr. Moore's mouth there. He does not hate anyone. Apart from Darlow, but he doesn't need to worry about them because they're nowhere near. They were nowhere near the Soccer Saturday coverage. So, what's the point? Every time, he, Forrest can he see doesn't the goals, hate any. He doesn't hate any. Why, why would he hate Forrest? I don't know. Probably because of like deep set thing that we stole Clough from. From but you. he didn't even go directly to Forrest. He ended up at Derby. But then didn't he go back to Hartlepool briefly and then went to Forest? I thought it was like a brief kind of... No, he went to Brighton. Ah, that's the one, yeah. He went to Brighton with Peter Taylor and then then the Leeds thing came up, but Taylor didn't go with him. And then that obviously went to shit and then he ended up at Hartlepool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think Stellan's got, like, you know, bad bad things to say about any team, really. I don't think he can. <laughs> but I don't think he can either. Plus... After the years that he's been on Sky, everybody will have their own material to just like pull one back again. I mean, this is this is a guy who on national television has worn a waistcoat with a Hartlip bullshit underneath it. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's known as a court appearance in the northeast. So yeah, pretty much that would have been that been the best threat. I mean, the worst thing about that was the fact that I was at that game and uh, they scored a last minute winner 
to essentially save themselves to uh, from the from the drop, uh, and then about eight seconds later, Newport County scored a winner to uh, send them down. <sighs> it's all right; they're back in the league now. It's fine. Um, but yes, that is good. Uh, he'd obviously seen that you know Tom Brady had said he was going to retire and then decided not to. So he's like, well, if it's good enough for Tom. As well, following uh, following that that guy's footsteps, to which he's followed up the contract negotiation with, and you've seen the wages that he's on, right? Yeah, just just him, please, just to see. <laughs> um, anyone else got anything else from news from a news perspective? No, other than that, proper football is back next weekend. Yeah, boy. It will. <laughs> what a perfect segue yet again. Speaking of football being back from next weekend, why don't we dive into next week's games? Look at him there with the book. This guy is ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> Book's been updated for days. I've been sat waiting, twiddling my thumbs, just uh, lurking in a corner somewhere, thinking any day now I'm going to get to put my uh, book updating skills to use. So... I had to double, triple, and then quadruple check this week because it felt strange to me that I found five games. It was like, uh, what? And then I text mm. you guys. was like, can somebody just check my maths on this one? Because I've got a particular team only doing part-time work this week. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. And then I, the other team's I, picking up no. the slack. No, 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 no. Because... Anybody knows, everybody knows the reason for this is because Hull successfully filled all of their league uh, game, you know, requirements earlier in the season. Didn't mess around with this stupid cup business. So we, we have quite, we, we fulfilled all of our obligations and now these guys are, oh, it's such, such, such a difficulty working overtime to catch back up again. So otherwise, what we're saying is Hull pulled a Newcastle and was like, I've done enough with that, we've done enough with the FA Cup uh, in January, that's not what we want to do. Yep. Trophies? Ugh, they sound <laughs> disgusting. Wouldn't hey, dare me. Last, last year's League One trophy is, <laughs> that's fine, that, that's, that's our fill now for at least another hundred years, so. There you go. Again, but it does, it does remove the need for them to, like, if they ever break into, like, you know, the MKM Stadium and like you know ransack the trophy cabinet. They can't just use the phrase you know missing one carpet or something like that. Yeah, it's fine. It's all it needed to be. I mean, I'm I'm one to talk with our huge one trophy that we've won in our entire life. Andrew, <coughs> speaking of part-time duties team. Hull City going up against Huddersfield Town. Stu, you will pick last. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first, which is unusual, but I'm going to go first with an anecdote. It was, uh, it was parents' evening this evening. I went off to find out how a, a portion of my children are doing at school. And on the way down, I uh, walked past a car. And I was like, big big Hull City fan, yeah? Because uh, Hull City are going to win this game 1-0. And like the number plate said, KLP, 
to score. That's right. There was a number plate on a car I passed that had the last three was KLP. I was like, correct. Romans. I mean, for how old he is, it could have been <clears> like his dad attending his parents' evening as well at the same time. So he's go. only a young lad, isn't he? Matt. I have also got KLP to score, but I've also got Holmes for Huddersfield to score, so I've gone one each and Holmes to score for uh, Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Paul. So we've got a home win and a draw. Correct. Nil two. Goal scorers. I need to check this because I don't know if he's I don't know if he's fit or not, but he, he falls into the category. It's an ex boy. I look him up on his phone. <laughs> also, the phrase "ex boy" conjures up a completely different image of what we actually meant to say. <laughs> uh, that whole set sentence is there. <laughs> well, he's trying he's trying to find uh, no. out if he's fit or not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, turns out, uh, no, Fraser Campbell was not in the squad for the last game, so sadly I can't use the old boy rule. Uh, I will go for Coroma and Ward. You absolute slag. Is that what you'll be saying when he rattles one in? In the old, in the old countdown rules, I'll show my workings. <laughs> Look at that, it's beautiful. Unbelievable. Have the exact you know to do the ditto marks, don't you, Andy? Just, you know, yep. underneath. Done it. There we go. The uh, uh, Hull, Hull have done their work for the week. Hitting the showers early. Blackpool are going up against Nottingham Forest this week. So, uh, Matt, you will pick last. And Stuart, you went last last time. Let's flip it on its head and go with your prediction. As as we've discussed this season, you know, if you lose to Blackpool, then your team must be absolutely shit. So I have every faith in Forest. So I, but I am, however, giving Blackpool a goal. So I've gone for Blackpool one, Nottingham Forest three. I've gone for Lavery for Blackpool, and. I feel like it's time that they dusted him off. So I have got Graben. I have got Johnson. And just entirely to see the reaction after his recent vein of good form for the third goal, Yates. I like what you've done there, Stu. I have that little bit more faith in Forest, in a way, because I've gone with a nil-two. And I'm bringing it back. Johnson and Zinknagel to score. Paul. Uh, I feel a bit left out this weekend, because the first game is Friday evening on Sky. This game, Saturday afternoon, on Sky. Middlesbrough's game. Um, I will go for a nil-one Forest win. 
respectable. Scoring that goal will be. He's not been mentioned much this season. He's working his way back in. I think it's the first occasion this season where we might see a casual lolly banger. Love it. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the screen cap, nothing is. <laughs> Matt? I have gone for a 2-1 Forest win, so 1-2. I have gone for Keogh to score for Blackpool, ex-Darby mm. captain. <laughs> He's played Forest 26 times. I was like, how is that possible? Apparently yes. 26 times he played against Forest, or this will be his 26th time. So I was like, well, that's probably going to definitely make him score for them. And then Davis and Johnson for Forrest. Because if Keenan De Davis does not absolutely tear him a new one at the other end of the park, something has gone wrong because he is. He makes, he makes Harry Maguire look like Usain Bolt. So if Keenan Davis can't make him look like he's standing still, then something's gone wrong. Um. As Paul mentioned, apparently the game that's not good enough for Sky is Peterborough versus Middlesbrough. The 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 bruh. Paul, you'll pick last. Let's flip it, Matt. I've gone two one to the borough on this one. Which one? Ah, oh, Middlesbrough. Okay. Um, Clark Harris for Peterborough. Seems to have hit a rate a, ve a good vein of form after having a slow start to the season, and then Crooks and Connolly for uh, for Middlesbrough. Okay, I've got Middlesbrough down with a cheeky one 0 win. Spora score, it's just like that. Stu, I also have a Middlesbrough one uh, nil, and I have Crooks, so it's a little bit like taking. Matt's and yours and mixing it up, really. Little column A, little column B. Paul, how is your team going to fare against the Peterborough? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling a big one. Please don't clip that and use that against me in future <laughs> uh, recordings. Um, looking for <laughs> Welcome to I'm... the birth of the soundboard, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for a nil three. Oh, so coming off the back of his fine form for the England under twenty ones, in which he scored three goals in two games, I'm going to go for Falarin Balogun to get two, and Duncan Watmore to get the third. I love it. I love those big scoring games. But we're not done. There's more games. We're going to pick up back where we left off with Middlesbrough taking on Fulham. That's right, Middlesbrough go up against Fulham. Um, straight off the bat, it's a 2 0 win to Middlesbrough. Sporar is getting another goal, and Coburn's going to finish off with a second. Matt. I have. 
and I, with, with with the giving of an away win uh, before I'm, I'm taking away with a home defeat this time I've gone for 1-3 to Fulham um, Sparrow to score for Middlesbrough and then Mitrovic has had a nice little rest so he's going to get two and Wilson's going to get one as well so two for Mitrovic and Wilson for the three Fulham goals you are in the book Stu uh, I also have a Fulham win in this one so I have Middlesbrough one Fulham two I think that from memory last time out Fulham dropped points against Barnsley of all people and um, so unfortunately, I feel like they're going to come at this one with a bit more uh, aggression. So I've I've gone for Watmore to score for Borough, and I've also got Mitrovic for Fulham and Carvalho. Okay, Paul. Uh, just looking at the form, actually, uh, Fulham are coming off the back of no wins in two games. Oh. They drew away at Barnsley and lost at West Brom. Um, I'll go for a 2-2 draw. Interesting. We're very good at home. They don't seem to be that good away. I like it. Uh, I'll go for Crooks and Dyke Steel to score for Borough um, and a Mitrovic double for Fulham. Lovely stuff. Our final game of the week Nottingham Forest are going up against Coventry City. Stew. Quite simply, 1-0 home win. Davis to score. I like what you did there. But in actual fact, 2-0, Johnson and Zinconagle. Paul. Uh, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I mean, that is just a fantastic name. I was looking for the Coventry goal scorer, and I'm going to have to go for it, just because I've seen it. Um, I'll go for Keenan Davis to get the goal for Forrest. And Fancati Dabo to score for Coventry, because if that's not one of the greatest names ever, I don't know what is. Matt. I've gone for a two-all draw. Lolly and Garner scoring for Forest. Okay. And then everybody's dropped the kind of the biggest cardinal sin of not only is he an ex-Forest lad, he's also the son of a Forest legend. Tyler Des Walker's son, Tyler. So Tyler Walker to score one of them, and Gordon to score the second. I mean, he's not even in the squad for the last game. I don't know. You know 
But you know, I, if 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 you if you're doing anything, you're throwing him out at Forest. Yeah, I suppose. But you're also forgetting that they've got an ex an ex Derby bastard in Waghorn just sat there. Oh God, that just praying, just praying for those precious minutes on the on the pitch. You know, and you know he will do as well. That is all the games predicted. So, we've had the news, we've had the predictions, we've had the reviews, any other business. I have, I have one thing that I, I came across on the, uh, on the old Twitter. Oh no, it wasn't the Twitter sphere, it was the Insta sphere uh, from Saturday. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has got anything. I can chuck a quick one in. Uh, it just like something for me. Kind of the um, Gaza scored in a Rangers eleven against the World eleven kind of thing, and it was a complete p roll of keeper diving over the thing. But every time I see Gaza up and about, um, it kind of makes me happy because I I worry about him. You know, he was my favourite player as a kid. I had his boots. I had kit. It was the reason why I almost ended up supporting the Spuds. Um, dodged that bullet. But um, but I loved Gaza, and it's always good to see him out and about, and you know even if it's scoring a pit like P roller that Seb could point kick harder, um, you know it's good to see him out and about, and I just thought it was good to see Gaza being Gaza, and just like it, when you see the love that he got from the Rangers fans as well, it was just it was nice to see kind of thing. So yeah, that was that was the only thing that I, that I was bringing to the party as it were this today here here so my interesting stat it, it's almost becoming the interesting fact or the interesting stat of the day uh, so this has come from the BBC football Instagram feed um, the tagline is fan of a Premier League or EFL side question mark Port Vale will have beaten you over the years now, this is related to, on Saturday, Port Vale played a home game against Sutton United in League Two. They beat Sutton United in League Two, and in doing so, became the first team of all 92 league clubs to have beaten the other 91 league clubs in a league match. Which is pretty impressive when you think about it, because there'll be some Premier League teams in there that have been in the top flight a long time, and I can't think of when Port Vale have been in the top flight, so... It's not impressive. Go on. Well, because you've got to languish in the bottom, like, two or three divisions as the... You know, I love the Vale. You know, if anything happened, if anything happened to Forest, then I was like, right, I can't support them anymore. The next team would be Vale or Crew. But they, they've languished in the bottom two divisions for years, and that's how you end up beating every single team in the 91 kind of thing. What you could yeah. dream for is being in the top division for all this time and only ever beating like 30 clubs because that's the way it would really kind of go, kind of thing. I, I, I don't know, that's it's impressive, but it's it kind of like with faint kind of praise, kind of thing. Yeah, well, like. I suppose it's just it's just a really bizarre start because like it's like when have when have they ever played Chelsea, for example, or when have they ever played 
Arsenal in a league the, match. I, 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 I believe that you're uh, forgetting that period of football that existed before 1992 and doing a Sky Sports News. What? Hang on a second. There was football prior to 1992? No. no you know what? There was even football in the 1800s. Um, and that's, and probably when, why, that's probably where. When, <laughs> the probably the version of Chelsea... I don't think they. I don't know if they were. Uh, They've been around for a long time, haven't they? So. 1876. They're one of like the first five or six teams ever. Because I know like Stoke. I think Stoke possibly the first. Forrester kind of like second or third. Sheffield. Sheffield. Sheffield United are in there as well, or Sheffield. So I've just done a quick. Just done a quick search for them. Um, Port Vale is one of the few English league clubs not to be named after a geographical location the name being a reference to the value of ports on the Trent and Mersey Canal they have never played top flight football and hold the record or hold the records for the most seasons in the English Football League 110 and in the second tier 41 without reaching the first tier welcome along to Port Vale cast apparently Um, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say that they were... Ah, so, after becoming one of the more prominent football clubs in Staffordshire, Bursley and Port Vale were invited to become founder members of the Football League Second Division in 1892. So, yeah, so they can't have been a founder member of the Football League because, obviously, they would have been a top-flight club, technically, from that, in its own right. But I just, like I say, it was just, it was just something that I'd seen and I thought, that's incredible. It's incredible it's to, to beat all all other ninety one football league clubs, and obviously there'll be clubs that have that have fallen into the the, the conference like York City. They'll have probably beat York City in the past as well. And it was just just a, a funny stat, just to end with. So there you go. And there you go, a funny stat to end on. Thank you to you, gentlemen, for taking me and these lovely people through the sometimes murky waters of the football world. Join us next week when we'll be reviewing these games. And picking more predictions. It's bye from these guys. And it's bye from me. See you next time. Bye bye. So there you go. What do you think of that? Week of predictions done. Week of reviews done. All the news. And a little bit of the light stuff. Thank you for listening along. Or watching along if you're checking us out on YouTube. Wherever you get your podcasts though. I will please ask you to consider subscribing. It does mean a lot to us. And uh, we'll try and give back where we can. If you've also got a bit of time on your hands, you can also jump over to thecookiecast.com. That's our website where we hold our social media links and our email button. You can drop us a line. And who knows, if you send us something funny, we'll read it out. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.